Welcome to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're delighted that you've joined us today. We are taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-363-8463. It's 877-END-TIME. Doug, have you ever heard of Rabbi Yehuda ben David? Been hearing a lot about him lately. What have you heard? Well, a lot of people are, are you know, excited about this guy because they're saying that uh, the Jewish folks are believing that he could be their Messiah. Uh, other people are saying, hey, is he the Antichrist? So, um, you know, really the first time I heard about him was about a year ago, and I didn't pay a lot of attention to it, Vince, to be honest. But for whatever reason, I don't know who's reporting on it or where they're they're getting the information right now, but it seems to be kind of a hot topic because we've gotten more than one um, person. And when I say more than one, we've we've gotten several people who have asked me about uh, this situation and if we knew anything about it. So I thought it would be great if we talked about it today. Well, anytime we talk about the Antichrist or the false prophet, mm-hmm. everyone wants to know about the rabbi from Israel and whether or not we've heard of him and what we know about him because, well, I mean, they say... A lot of these people that, that ask us this will add that since the Antichrist has to ha- be from Jewish descent, so they throw that in there. Right. And so they want to know about Rabbi Yehuda ben David because last year um, the there were reports that the Orthodox Jewish community anointed this guy, mm-hmm. Rabbi Yehuda ben David, as the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess natural chain reaction stuff happens and Christians are then going, no, he's the Antichrist. Right. And so this uh, rabbi is apparently extremely intelligent, intelligent extremely knowledgeable mm-hmm. in uh, Torah, and he's able to recite long um, chapters and verses. Uh, I guess it wouldn't be structured that way for them, but nonetheless, he, he right. can recite for long periods of time. Yeah. Um, and so he has received quite a lot of attention and respect Mm-hmm. For um, the student that he is and the, the abilities that he has, and so um, now Vince, I got a question for you because oh no, yeah, this right, not, doesn't normally happen this way. I, I know, <laughs> I'm a, a so, little nervous to be honest so, with you. Can you call one eight seven seven anytime with your question? No. <laughs> so we we know a pastor who could recite the Bible without even looking at it because he had read it so much. Right, he okay. passed away recently. Unfortunately, uh, he was he was quite something. But this he pastor was. could he could he could recite the entire Bible to you. He was nicknamed the Walking Bible. Yes, sir. Johnny and, James is his name. But it didn't make him the Messiah. That's true. So it's interesting that something like that might put you in a position to be called the Messiah. You also said something there. You said that um, the Messiah is of Jewish descent. So. Well, well, so what a lot of people. I just yes. want to clarify what you said. Thank you. You Thank did you this for, for this. me all Thank the time. So, and, and folks, I'm not throwing him under the bus. This is why. Why do Vince, you always throw me under the bus, Doug? <laughs> this is why Vince asked me those kind of questions. Is because I want to. I want him to be able to tell you about that. So go ahead, Vince. You go ahead and jump in there. And well, my my point was that the people asking these questions say that. Right. We don't believe that. Right. In fact, you can go to endtime.com slash antichrist. There are 50 prophecies listed with the scripture reference, references of the antichrist and what he will look like. 
and we talk about where he's from, and it is not of Jewish descent. Right. We'll get into that a little more. Now, it in doesn't the show. mean that he can't be Jewish. So that's one thing we probably sure. need to clarify: is that he could actually have Jewish blood. He could actually be Jewish yeah. in, in lineage somewhere, but he's not going to come from Jerusalem. Yes. Yeah. He okay. might have been from Jerusalem at one point, maybe. His parents? His parents might have been Jewish. I mean, there, there is, I mean, he could come from a bloodline of, of a Jewish family, but the scriptures that we have that tell us about the Antichrist, we're going to look at those scriptures, but nothing says that he's coming from Jerusalem. We can't say that he is going to be a rabbi, the Antichrist. Right. absolutely not. And so um, that kind of disqualifies this guy unless he has a future in European politics, right? Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk more about this Rabbi Yehuda ben David is the man's name that many have been asking us about whether he's the Messiah or the Antichrist now we're throwing out a third option how about neither that's what we're looking at because uh, we don't believe he's the Messiah and we don't believe he's the Antichrist but we're going to break it down to exactly uh, why we believe these things I also want to tell you that we are a week and a half away from the election day here in the United States. We feel like this is a huge election, as many people do. Um, We felt like it was so important that we emphasize some election topics in a series coming up. Online Prophecy Weekend is November 4th and 5th. We are going to be talking about things that will be censored on Facebook and YouTube, and so it's not going to be streamed on Facebook or YouTube. The only place you can get it is End of the Age Plus. So this is an exclusive weekend. There's four total sessions. You've got me talking, you've got Doug talking, you've got Dave talking in our own sessions. And then we're all going to come together and we're going to address topics that you've submitted. So that's happening on November 4th and 5th. We have times listed for each session at endtime.com slash OPW. And you can learn more about how you can get access to end of the age plus in order to be a part of this event. Again, the content will be censored if we stream it on social media, so that's not going to happen. It's exclusively available to subscribers of end of the age plus. So go to endtime.com slash OPW, and um, I don't think you're going to be disappointed, Doug. I'm really excited about what's coming. Our team's done a great job putting things together for this, and so you definitely want to be a part of it. All right, is Rabbi Yehuda ben David... The Antichrist, Doug. I had to get that in before the commercial break. Just to (laughs) make sure anybody that's questioning, we get it clear. No, he is not the Antichrist. Um, Now, could he be a false messiah? We'll look into that because Jesus said that there would be many that would come in his name. So could he be one of the many? We'll kind of get into scripture here in a little bit and look at that. And we'll get into more about what he's actually saying and whether or not he's claiming to be the messiah. Right. So I can't wait to do that. Um, Doug, we don't have any conferences coming up in, in for the rest of the year. But interestingly enough, I happen to be preaching um, in December. I think it's like a month and a half from now. Nice. In Springfield, Missouri. All right. My wife and I are driving up to Indiana to go to my sister's uh, wedding. And on the way back down, we're stopping by Springfield, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And I'll be preaching in their Sunday morning service there. And so I don't know if, how many people we've got listening from the Springfield, Missouri area, but uh, it would be great to have them out. Go to endtime.com slash events. What are you, what are you making that face for? Because I was going to ask, is it on our, 
on our website. It is, intime.com slash events. The church address is there. I'll be there preaching. My whole family will be there. And uh, we'd love for you to come out and join us for that service. Uh, We are taking your calls, 877-END-TIME is the number to call. We'll see you right after the break. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800 endtime. That's 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Today we're talking about whether Rabbi Yehuda ben David is the Messiah or the Antichrist. Or neither. We're hearing you all. You're asking about this man and whether or not he could be the Messiah or the Antichrist. And um, we're throwing in the neither option because as we've um, searched out more information about this guy, we think that's probably a good option to consider for everyone. I do want to remind you again, don't forget about the online prophecy weekend. You go to endtime.com slash OPW to learn more. I will tell you, uh, Dave is, or uh, yeah, Dave's going to be talking about the great end time reset, World War III. Uh, I'm talking about does the Christian vote matter? Doug's session is will America destroy herself? And then we're coming together for one session Uh, Ask us anything. So we're addressing the topics that you have submitted. Uh, So we look forward to doing that on November 4th and November 5th. Um, It's only going to be available to End of the Age Plus subscribers. So go to endtime.com slash OPW to learn more about that event. Also, um, pause for a moment. If you're on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, wherever you're at, hit the share button, hit the heart icon, comment, let us know that you're watching. Um, tell a friend about it, however you can get the word out to help share this message. Um, we greatly appreciate that. It helps go a long way in getting the word out. Now, Doug, Rabbi Yehuda ben David, let's learn more about this guy. Um, 
there was uh, Israel Today put out a story on him. They said, we've received a lot of inquiries regarding reports that Orthodox Jewish community in Israel has anointed the Messiah, which for Christians would mean a false Messiah. We say reports in quotation marks because this story appears nowhere in the Israeli media. Well, that's interesting, right out of the gate. Right. Not even in Orthodox Jews news outlets that are almost as eager as their Christian counterparts to address this topic. Kind of strange if indeed a consensus had been reached in the Orthodox community regarding the identity of the Messiah. Now, Doug, can we pause here? Because as Christians, we are looking for the second coming of Jesus. Right. But as Jews, since Jesus, they don't view Jesus as the Messiah, what in the world are they looking for? Yeah, so they're they're looking for the the conquering king that's coming in. They're looking for a Messiah that is going to help them. Now, there's there's two trains of thought here. Some people believe that uh, this particular rabbi is like a Messiah of peace that he would come in uh, and and reign through peaceful means. And then others believe that the the Messiah has to come in as uh, like a conquering king type of situation. It's kind of the things that uh, Judas was struggling with during the time when Jesus came and was telling them that he was their Messiah. You know, Judas is the one that sold him out. And one of the reasons why was because he didn't understand that Jesus was coming in like a lamb the first time and he was going uh, to die on the cross for our sins. He was expecting him to come in and and you know, come in charging and, and run the Romans out of Jerusalem and become a conquering king. And so Judas didn't, that's one reason why he betrayed Jesus is because he didn't understand what was actually happening there. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there was other things going on there, but, you know, that's one of the things that he was looking for. Uh, so they're looking for the same type of thing. It, it sounds like from some of the things that I was able to look up uh, about this particular fella. So just interesting so is it interesting also that, you know, the Jews, since they don't believe Jesus was the Messiah, is it interesting that they also wouldn't believe there's an Antichrist coming? Uh, they're, not, they're not looking for an Antichrist or even no. know of one if they're not reading the New Testament. No, they're not looking for that at all. So if there were a Jewish rabbi that proclaimed to be the Messiah that is not... Mm-hmm and did all the things that the Bible says they're going to do, then whether it's a Jewish rabbi or not, I guess, is, is not relevant in my question. It's they don't know an Antichrist is coming anyway, so perhaps right. they'll be um, easier to convince that this is the Messiah that they've been looking for. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one thing to mention here too, Vince, is that it's, it's difficult to find a, a lot of information on this guy because, like it says, they can't even find information in Israel about this guy. Now, this is an older article that we're reading because it's the most recent thing that I could <laughs> find on him other than a bunch of videos where people are trying to guess what's going on in the video. Uh, we're going to show a clip of one of those videos here in a little bit, but uh, it's, that's basically all you can find. There wasn't even a picture of him until just recently where you could get a really good picture of the guy. So, yeah. Well, Israel Today, they reached out to Orthodox Jewish contacts in Jerusalem, and they want to know what they knew. And not only had none of them even heard about a Messianic anointing, most were un- entirely unfamiliar with the young rabbi at the center of the claims, um, Rabbi Yehuda ben David, um, keen to identify the Antichrist in order to confirm that we are in the very last of the last days. 
The fact is that far more Christians than Jews seek to crown this man as Messiah, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. So what's the deal, Israel Today asks. Uh, Some Spanish language Christian channels on YouTube began circulating a video clip of young rabbi. They call him Shlomo Yehuda as well. So he's apparently identified by multiple names as we'll learn, which is odd. But nonetheless, if you search Rabbi Yehuda ben David, you'll see multiple names come up. Um, but they have a video where he's arriving at the Western Wall and he's greeted uh, with great reverence and senior rabbis are there and there's a bunch of Orthodox Jews there. Um, the topic of the segment together with the images of Shlomo Yehuda being so honored by senior rabbis led some Christian viewers to conclude that he was being anointed as Messiah. And we're going to show a clip and you're going to walk us through what we're seeing for our radio listeners. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. Because it, this was actually done with a lot of Jewish um, speaking there, so you couldn't really make out anything. So I'll just kind of walk you through the clip. All right, here we go. All right, so the first thing we see is they are at the Wailing Wall, and you see this uh, Ben David there. He is uh, praying and uh, lamenting at the Wailing Wall. Uh, he's also reading there uh, through parts of this video. And then uh, You'll see there's a lot of people around there now. They try to say, other commentators try to say that these people are pushing in just to get a glimpse of this guy. But this, to me, just looks like, you know, a ceremonial thing where they're greeting him. Now there's a shot where he's sitting down and people are coming by this desk um, and they are shaking his hand and talking to him. And uh, there's even like a... uh, a high up Jewish official there. I don't know the ones that wear the, the round fuzzy hats are there talking to him. And they say that that particular rabbi is a very high up rabbi. So this was like he was coming in and shaking his hands. And it's like a thing of reverence there is what this video was saying. The video was in Spanish, like the article says. So uh, there was some uh, people trying to commentate there under the video, but it was in Spanish, so you really, you know, you couldn't see a whole lot of what was going on. Um, but that is who he is. So he's a he's a young man. They they say he's around 33 or so, which is another thing that people kind of think that the Antichrist is going to have to be 33 uh, because the devil likes to copy what Jesus does and everything. So. Anyway, some that's, believe Jesus was thirty-three. Some believe that, yeah, and so and so the Antichrist they believe has to be around that age. So that's another reason why some people think he fits the bill. He also, you know, I mean, it's not uncommon to see a, a Jewish man with a beard, and so he has the full beard and everything. So it's and uh, uncommon to see one without a beard. Yeah, right. I mean, they they had the beards, and then a lot of them have, you know, the the longer hair on the side. That they don't trim, and that's all. It depends on their religious sect that they're part of and what they do. But this guy, you know, he looks like what you would expect a Jewish rabbi to look like. Yeah. And so, anyway, that's what we have. The story goes on to say that this YouTube segment went on to talk about Orthodox Judaism reverence for King Hezekiah, son of David, um, as the prototype for any messianic candidate. Some Christian viewers got their wires crossed and attached the name to Shlomo Yehuda. As the story spread among the broader Christian world, the Spanish transliteration of that name stuck, and numerous videos and articles were posted referring to the young rabbi as... Do you know how to pronounce this word, Doug? Jezekiah. That sounds perfect. <laughs> Jezekiah ben David. 
So what's really going on? First of all, this young rabbi's name is not Jezekiah ben David or Jezahu or any other spelling being used out there, nor is anyone in Israel calling him that. So he's also been given the title of Yannicka. Hmm. So um, even though he appears to be a genuine prodigy with the ability to recite the Torah and other religious Jewish texts by heart, he's been doing this since he was a child, making him highly esteemed in certain Orthodox circles. Now in Christianity, we might call him like a really good Bible quizzer. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, this is where he got the label Yannicka. That's also appearing in all the Christian videos and articles. In this context, the term um, means child prodigy, though it's a little outdated since he's obviously in his 30s at this point. Being a prodigy can lead to great popularity and fame, according to rock star status, if you will, but it doesn't make someone a messiah. And as they noted earlier in their story, Shlomo Yehuda's popularity and fame doesn't seem to extend beyond the particular stream of Orthodox Judaism to which he belongs. Right. So there's a viral video footage is what's out there. Right. But outside of that, this guy is essentially unknown. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, the, the thing is, too, that I think that we, we got to talk about is what Jesus told us to look for. And... What now, scripture there's a great tells us. idea. Yeah, it? because, I mean, anytime we're going to start looking at, at people and start saying, well, this could be this and this could be that, uh, we, we know, so if there's any doubt in anybody's mind that, uh, you know, that this guy could be the Messiah, we know that Jesus gave us very sub- substantial scripture about his return and how that would be. But, well, before we go there, Doug, how do you explain the fact that there appears to be thousands of people there on the on the western wall or the wailing wall mm-hmm. like he's obviously like extremely popular right or is there something else going on well there appeared to be something else going on it was during uh a time that uh i can't even remember which time it was if it was right before passover or yeah. i think it was omer yeah right before that and so there would be a large crowd there anyway that would be praying at the Wailing Wall. And Vince, you've been there before. Yes. You know, just on a typical day, how many Jewish people are down there lamenting. You're shoulder to shoulder already. Yeah. And so when we went, you know, we were there in the middle of the week when I went last time, and it was the middle of the day, and it was shoulder to shoulder. There were people because, you know, they go there and they lament. They put their prayers in the cracks of the wall there, and and they do just what this uh, rabbi was doing. And uh, so this was actually a, a festival that they were having there that night. And there's also an, another thing that I think a lot of people get confused about. There is a structure there now, Vince, that they were building the last time we were there, which I think was in 17 when I went. And they were beginning to build this. And a lot of people were like, oh, they're building the, the temple right next to the Wailing Wall. Well, it's not that at all. It, it is like a little uh, synagogue type of structure where... Uh, a lot of the head uh, rabbis go in there, and it's kind of like a glassed-in area. Do you remember them building that last time you were there? They mm. were starting it, or I mean, they were starting it when I was there. There was like this so, really long ramp, I remember. Yeah, but that's all. I, it was 2009 when I went. Yeah, so when I was there in 2017, they were starting to build that structure. And then there's also when you go in the rabbinical tunnels underneath the Temple Mount, there's an actual synagogue in there. Uh, that they use, that they actually go in there and have synagogue service. So uh, those things are not the temple. 
So we can go ahead and, and scratch that off our list. The temple's not been built yet. This was not any kind of ceremony for that. And it doesn't appear that this was any other kind of ceremony other than the fact that they were there uh, before the Passover. And this guy happened to be reading, and he's very esteemed as a student. And a lot of people were, you know, shaking his hand. Just like when the pastor came to our church and he could quote the Bible and he spoke that night. Many of us went up and shook his hand, and I mean, I was glad to meet him. I'd heard a lot about him, and it was awesome to hear him sit there and just be able to quote the Bible and tell you exactly where that was and to hear his story. Well, that's just something you do out of reverence for the knowledge that the person has. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a lot of what we're seeing there in that video. Well, that's what it appears to be, and the guy that that put this video out on YouTube and um, the one that went viral and people clipped it and put it all over the place... He came out later and said, hey, no no rabbi, no other Jewish person is saying that this guy is the Messiah. That right. is a total misunderstanding. Yeah. Um, what you're seeing in this video and the language that you're hearing, you've misinterpreted all everything. This guy <laughs> has not been anointed Messiah by any rabbi or Orthodox Jewish person anywhere. Right. And so um, that's not what's happening. So, Pastor Baxter was there one time. And it was, uh, he, he was there for an extended time. You remember that time when he did that, doing something for the college or something? I do. And they were having some type of festival. And he and uh, Sister Baxter had gone out into the street, and there were Jewish people dancing all around them. And I remember somebody... Can you demonstrate? <laughs> no, I'm, we're not going there again. <laughs> and, and so, anyway, the thing is, is if you had a video like that, and you had... Pastor Baxter walking there and Jewish people dance around him and celebrating. And you just took a snapshot of that or a video. You could build any any scenario you wanted around there. You see what I'm saying? Sure and, and I remember him just talking about how awesome it was standing there and watching the people celebrate and ha- the happiness that he felt. But anyway, that's what I'm saying. There's celebrations going on there a lot. And there's a lot of people involved in those celebrations. So... Anyway, you, when we're watching these videos, you got to be really careful about what you're adding into the video and saying, you know, this is what it is. Always, and we yeah. see that in American media and all these viral videos, you always have to question what in the world is happening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and in this case, um, it seems quite obvious that nobody is really wondering if Rabbi, and no one has anointed Rabbi Yehuda ben David as the Messiah. And we certainly don't believe he's the Antichrist. And we'll look at what, what that looks like more on the other side of the break. We do have open lines at 877-END-TIME. So give us a call. We'll be right back. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. 
The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. Open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Before we get to the phones, I'll remind you again, go to endtime.com slash OPW. We are hosting an online prophecy weekend on November 4th and 5th, just before Election Day. And we're going to be highlighting some topics um, that are important uh, around the election. So be sure to check that out. It will not be streamed on social media or the radio or anywhere else. It's exclusive to End of the Age Plus subscribers. The content we'll be discussing there would be censored, and so we have to host it on our own program, uh, our own platform, rather. And um, it's going to be an awesome time. We can't wait for it. Dave, Doug, and I have our own solo sessions, and then we're coming together to for an Ask Us Anything session where we address topics that you've submitted. So we're really looking forward to that. So be sure to go to endtime.com slash OPW to check it out. Again, open lines at 877-363-8463. We're going to go to the phones now. Let's go to John in Tennessee. John, welcome to End of the Age. Good afternoon. Hey, John, how's it going? Good to hear from you. Bad. Good to hear from you. I would say you're both looking great, but I don't want to take Joe's thunder. Come on. <laughs> Joe and John, here we go. There you go. Anyway, <clears throat> in regards to this gentleman who believes to, that he's uh, going to be considered uh, the uh, Messiah, I kind of uh, agree that he is neither the Messiah nor the Antichrist, so I'm C on that answer. And uh, I think he's more of a prophecy fulfillment, one of the many that Christ said would come in his name and, you know, show up. And well, say, just to hey, clarify, John, God, he's I'm actually God. not saying that to, for anything we can find. This is what well, people have saying. attributed to him. Yeah. Well, he's actually saying I'm not he's that. Not backing <laughs> off from the uh, attention. Well, not only that, John, there are other articles that say that he has done healings on people. And so that's another thing that uh, this particular article didn't talk about. But there's the, the very little you can find out there about the guy. There's some videos, and that's about it. And so you don't see anything yourself. You hear secondhand news. So, I mean, you're you're correct, though. I believe that he is a prophecy being fulfilled because... Yeah, I mean, he, Jesus he did say there would be many. Is basically, what he is, and we knew those were going to come along. Right. Um, you know, I, I suppose with an edetic memory, and he knows the Torah and can speak it, that that's impressive to a lot of people. It would be to me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's quite a technique. But uh, I'm wondering how well people might translate his name in Yiddish 
whether it might translate to English, sort of like Jim Jones. <laughs> but he hasn't got a Kool-Aid concession, so we can't even say that. Uh, That's yeah, my could be. take on to it. And I'll uh, get off and let you have some real calls. How does that sound? <laughs> Good to talk to both of you. Have a wonderful time. Bless you all. Thanks, Thank you, John. John. God bless you. <laughs> Let's go to Brenda in California. Brenda, welcome to End of the Age. Hello, how are you today? We're well, Brenda. How are you? I'm doing well. Can you hear me all right? Loud and clear. Good. Well, I think you uh, both are doing a great job. I'm so thankful to God that uh, since Urban had to leave us, that he prepared two godly men to carry on all the work that Urban put down the foundation for. Well, thank you very much. Okay, what I was thinking about the Messiah, two things, uh, and the Antichrist. Uh, I know in past, this is the first time I've been able to connect with you. Um, I've watched in the archives, but anyway, uh, somebody was saying about King Charles. Unless he changes, uh, he is not going political, and I think we've seen that by him not going to the climate summit. So for him to get in the EU and as a political figure, he would have to go out of what the king is supposed to do. It's just a thought mm -hmm. as far as he's concerned. As far as the rabbi's concerned, um, isn't he Jewish? Wasn't he born in Israel? Yes, that's correct. Well, what do people that are trying to make him the Messiah and the Antichrist do with Daniel 9.26, where it says that the prince that will come, referring to the Antichrist, will be from the people that destroyed Jerusalem, uh, and that was uh, Romans, uh, at least the Roman Empire, mm -hmm. and heritage from that area. What do they do with that verse? That's easy, Brenda. People don't reference the Bible. <laughs> Brenda, I'm impressed that you know that much. You have been studying and watching. That's oh, great. Yes. I, I've been studying uh, with Irvin and listening to him for like 12, 14 years or so. Wow. That's awesome. So well, um, anyway, you know, it's, yeah, I guess they... They're, want, they, they're curious, they get excited, and they see and hear what they want, right? <laughs> yes, ma'am. I, I think you're 100% correct. But, you yeah. know, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be deceived as well, Brenda, whenever uh, the false prophet comes around and he begins to do these miracles too. And the Bible, you know, says that he'll pull fire down in front of man. And, uh, you know, people will see that and people are still going to follow him, even though that scripture is in the Bible. And, you know, I mean, that's when you go back to where Paul's talking in Thessalonians and he says, but, uh, you know, you know that the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, but you're not children of the night. Therefore, that day shall not take you as a thief. He's talking right. about people like us that are studying the word of God, that are seeking God and that are uh, understanding the scriptures, we won't be taken like a thief because we're going to understand these things are going to happen, but people that don't have a clue, they're going to buy right into this stuff. Right, because on down in that verse that even says, but ye are not children of the night. Absolutely. Um, and a question I've, I've had in my mind for a long time is this. Um, 
in talking about the four beasts, I understand uh, all of the symbolism, and but I'm wondering, whenever the leopard is now mentioned in Revelation in the one combo beast, and we're talking about the leopard, the fowl's wings are never mentioned. Uh, but, I mean, they aren't mentioned in Revelation, so maybe that's why none of you mentioned them. But do you have any thoughts of why? Of what happened? Uh, did France pull away from Germany after the Franco-German Wars? Or what? It seems like sometimes now they kind of work together in the EU. Right. We, we believe that... Um because Daniel chapter 7 tells, or I mean, uh, yeah, Daniel 7, 4 tells us specifically that about the eagle's wings being plucked out of the lion. It doesn't say anything about the fowl wings other than they're on the back of that leopard. And so right. we, we can only assume from Revelation 13 that when the body of the leopard is there, that those wings are still attached. It just doesn't say the it had the body of a leopard with wings of a fowl. It just it just mentions the body of the leopard. We believe that France and Germany will continue to stay very close. And as a matter of fact, just a couple of years ago now, uh, Macron, the French president, and Merkel, when she was still the uh, the EU pre- or the Germany uh, prime minister there, they signed the declaration to continue. Uh, the Franco-German agreement. And there was a big press about it. They signed the documents and they talked about how they will always work side by side uh, to better Europe. And so we believe that those wings are still going to be involved, very much involved with the leopard, with the body of the leopard in Revelation 13, 1 and 2. I see. But you just don't mention it because Revelation doesn't mention it? Yes, ma'am. It's just one of those things that because it doesn't say specifically, uh, we, we don't really, you know, push that or anything. But when people ask, then, you know, that's what we believe. And so we'll just tell them, uh, you know, from an asking standpoint, this is what we think has happened to those wings of a fowl. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I kind of think the same thing. I, I've been listening and watching to Macron. One time I even wondered, could he be the Antichrist? Uh, but um, I guess we are wondering, but basically, I think that may be a trick of Satan trying to distract us from what we really need to be doing now is studying, preparing, and sharing with others. Uh, Christ just said we would know at the abomination of desolation, and until then, he didn't think it was important we know or he would have said something more, mm-hmm. right? Yes, ma'am. You you are teaching our lesson today. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, I know Brenda I love, needs to come I on the show it. more often. Right? <laughs> I love to study the Bible. I love to study prophecy. And if anybody, uh, I try to be a witness wherever I go and share wherever I go without being obnoxious or pushy. Uh, but I just get excited. I'm looking forward to being with the Lord and having this all behind us. And Amen. yet, I know that the Lord says that His time is the right time. And so I tell myself to be patient and to get up and do my dishes and clean my <laughs> floor and live in the here and now. There you go. 
Well, amen, Brenda. That's what we need. People like you that are excited about sharing the word and, and knows what they're talking about. So keep up the great work. Well, thank you. And God bless you both and the whole end, end time ministry staff. I do pray for all of you. I appreciate your work. I know that you may get uh, feedback or uh, people criticizing you. So I know that you are servants of the Lord, and I respect and, and pray for all of you. Well, thank you very much, Brenda. We appreciate it. Thank you for right. taking my call. Yes, ma'am. God bless. Have a great day. Thank you. You but, both also. God bless Bye. you, Brenda. Doug, we don't get any criticism, do we? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> everyone loves everything, right? <laughs> right. Right. You know, in time, one thing that one thing I appreciate about what just transpired here that maybe didn't stand out to others, I don't know, but I'm going to highlight it and make sure it did. <laughs> um, Brenda asked Doug a question that we don't have an answer to. And we said, Doug said, we don't know exactly what's going to happen there. And so this is what we say. And uh, But we don't know and we're going to see. And we've com- we, we're pretty committed to doing that as best as we can. We're going to tell you the truth. When we believe it to be true and think that we can prove it, and we try to always do that, as you know, with Scripture, uh, we do reference commentary some, but we're trying to stick to what the Word of God says and um, hopefully shine some light in the darkness and give people hope and peace. And uh, we're committed to telling the truth when we know the truth, and we're committed to not saying, uh, making something up when we don't know it. And, uh, you know, we do that for absolutely free every single day here on End of the Age, every weekday, that is, Monday through Friday. This show is available for free on the radio, on the Internet, all social media, and um, it's also on television once a week, absolutely free. And we come to you with thousands of hours of content on endtime.com and watch.endtime.com for absolutely free. That is only possible because of partners like you watching. There are people who donate every single month that make this show possible uh, to be available for free. And so you can join up with those partners in supporting End Time Ministries financially by going to endtime.com slash give. And there you can sign up to give one time or monthly. Um, We pray for you every single morning. And so if you have prayer requests, you can submit those there as well. But we thank you so much for partnering with End Time. We are going to get to more calls after the break and get into more what the Bible has to say about the coming Antichrist and the Messiah on the other side. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner.
Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Today we're talking about Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda ben David. Is he the Messiah or the Antichrist or neither? Uh, many of you have been asking us about this man, and there's some uh, chatter going on online due to a viral video, and we have broken down where that viral video came from and some responses um, to that video from the producers of the video. And so uh, we think that we've made it pretty clear, Doug, at least I believe we have, that Rabbi Yehuda ben David, first of all, has not been anointed as the Messiah by Orthodox Jews. Would right. you agree? I would agree. Has not happened. Um, <laughs> he is not the Antichrist, as far as we know today. Right. And it does not look promising that he will be the Antichrist. Right. And there's no temple being built yet. Yes. And so, <laughs> Rabbi Yehuda ben David is not the Messiah. Right. And he is not the Antichrist. Right. And so, you can rest easy on that one. But we do want to look at this... Um, uh, a little closer according to Scripture, Doug. We don't right. want to just read a story and then respond to that. Right. Um, you know, we do get a lot of questions here um, at end time on the air, but also through email. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone out there can ask a question at any time by going to endtime.com slash contact. There's a form there, and you can select minister. And any ministry-related questions you have, um, we have people standing by. One of them is Doug. Um, yeah. You might get a personal email right from Doug if you do that by going to endtime.com slash contact, selecting minister. Yeah. Send no matter Doug, send how, Doug how all your theories. the question might be. Send Doug I'll all answer. your theories. Yeah. And all your complaints. No, no, Those no. few that come in. Um, <laughs> all right, Doug, what, what do we want to look at from Scripture? Yeah, well, let's look at what Jesus said. So this is how we'll know, just in case there's somebody out there, Vince, that... This may be their first time to ever look at Bible prophecy or, or ever even hear a story like this. So let's look at what Jesus said about the situation with false prophets and, and false Christ coming. He talked about it in a couple of different places. All right. Mark 13 is the first one we're going to highlight. Yeah. Uh, starting in verse 21, it says, And then if any man shall say to you, Lo, here is Christ, or lo, he is there, believe him not. Excuse me, I have allergy problems, Doug. I'm dealing with that that right now. For false Christs and false prophets shall rise and shall show signs and wonders to seduce, if it were possible, even the elect. But take ye heed, behold, I have foretold you all things. So Jesus tells us right there that it might be possible that even the elect could be fooled by this. But Jesus says, but I've told you before. And, and so all these things happen. He tells us, he lets us know that this is a possibility that you're going to see this. Not a possibility, but that it is going to happen. And so he, he tells us that in Mark 13. And this is also the same account that's given in Matthew 24. But we can read that scripture as well, just because Matthew 24 is like one of those amazing uh, chapters that we like to use so much. And this one happens to start in verse 24. It says, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before, wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For whosoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. 
Yeah, so there's a lot of information right here that Jesus tells us about his coming. So he tells you that there's going to be false prophets, there's going to be false Christ that come up. And if they start telling you he's over here or he's there, don't believe them because that's not how he's coming back. He says when he comes back, it's going to be like lightning. When you see lightning coming out of the east, you can see it in the west, you know off to the east of you there's a thunderstorm coming in because there's lightning crashing and you can see it in the sky. So Jesus is letting us know you can see it in the sky. Uh, The other reference here that I love because I live in the country and so we have buzzards out in the country and uh, this is talking about eagles but it's it's a a bird that eats flesh is what it can be. Uh, Some some of the, the Bible... Uh, translations call it vultures, where the vultures gather uh, together. So that's one way you know. If you see a bunch of buzzards up in the sky and they're flying around in a circle, you know that there's something dead there. And so that's what Jesus is referencing here. He's kind of putting it in terms where you can understand people know when a storm's coming because you see the lightning and you know that there's a storm coming. And then when you see these vultures or buzzards flying around in the sky, you know that there's a carcass laying somewhere. So he's telling you to look up. That's where the signs are going to be in the sky. So can we find any other scripture to back that up? Well, there's three of them, and I don't know how, you, how detailed you want to get into each one. <laughs> But I'll do whatever yeah. you say. Don't All right. Well, I, yeah, let's read that Acts 1 because this tells us some information that's very good to know about Jesus' second coming. All right. Acts 1, starting in 10, verse 10. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, this is Jesus when he, wrote, when he um, ascended into heaven. Yeah. Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Yeah, so when Jesus ascended into heaven, the disciples watched him leave. They watched his feet leave the ground. They watched him, and the scripture said that they watched him ascend into heaven until the clouds hid him from their sight. Uh, one of the references I give people to think about this is, you know, have you ever let a balloon go, a helium-filled balloon, and you watch it, and you just can watch it go until a certain point, and then it's just gone, and and you don't see it anymore. It's kind of like what they were doing, but these angels tell them the same Jesus that left you in this manner, he's coming back in like manner, he's coming back in the sky. And so we we have references all throughout the Bible that tell us that. And so it's good to know that we don't need to be looking for the Messiah on the ground. He's coming back in the sky. Do you want to read any more of those or you want to just reference? Let's reference. For okay, now. let's reference. So also Revelation chapter 1 verse 7 tells us in, in that scripture that that's how Jesus come back and that every eye will see him, uh, even those who have pierced him. So it lets us know that he's coming back in the sky. Matthew 24, 29 through 31 is a scripture we use a lot to tell people about the rapture because it tells us that immediately after the tribulation of those days, that that's when they shall see the Son of Man coming in heaven and he shall gather his uh, elect from uh, the four corners of, of the winds. And so it lets us know 
that that's where he sends his angels to gather his elect immediately after the tribulation of those days and he comes in the, in the clouds or he comes in the sky and they'll see Jesus in the sky. So all those different references there tell us that Jesus is coming back in the sky. So we don't have to be looking for this person as a physical person walking the earth or saying, hey, he's in Jerusalem or he's in this, this inner room or he's out in the desert or, or whatever because he's not coming back like that. He's coming back in the, in the clouds with power and great glory. So, with the Antichrist being revealed, since um, you know, some are saying that Rabbi Yehuda ben David is the Antichrist, right. I mean, what, does the Bible give us clarity on what that will look like? Or is it possible that it could start like how Rabbi Yehuda has been um, gone viral on a video because he went to the Temple Mount and people kissed his hand, and they say he's healed people, and whatever. Is that how the Antichrist is going to be revealed? Well, you know, a while ago, Brenda, she mentioned scriptures, and I told her she was teaching her a lesson, and she she mentioned (laughs) some of those we just talked about, but she also mentioned uh, Daniel Mm 9.27, and it's one of the the clues, uh, Daniel 9.26 and 9.27, where 9.26 tells us that the prince of the people that shall come and destroy the city and the sanctuary... That same prince is the he that's in 927. That he is the one that will start that uh, peace treaty with Israel and uh, the Palestinians. It says he'll make a covenant with many for one seven or uh, one week. And that's a seven-year period. And in the middle of that seven years, he stops the animal sacrifice and he sets up the abomination of desolation. All that's found in Daniel 927. So it tells us very specifically he's going to do that. Now, will we know at that point who the Antichrist is? We might have a pretty good idea of Vince, but I don't believe that we'll know uh, completely that this is the guy until the event that happens in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 happens. When that event happens, we're going to know. And there's other scriptures to back up 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 1 through 4. So, do we want to read that, or what do you want to do here? I'll do whatever you say, Doug, but I can't find it on our notes. So. Okay, so l- let me just read Second Thessalonians 2, 1 through 4. It says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered uh, together unto him. So he's talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ and the rapture. And it says that uh, you not be soon shaken in mind or troubled neither in spirit nor by word nor by letter as from one of us that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first and the man of sin be revealed. This is the revealing of the man of sin, the Antichrist. And it says that this is what he does. It says that he... Uh, will oppose and exalt himself above everything that is called God or that is worshipped, and he uh, that he that he will set as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So he's going to be in that rebuilt Jewish temple, and he's going to declare that he is God or the Messiah or uh, you know, whatever, to whoever. Every religion, he's your God. That's what he's going to declare. And so we, we see that in Scripture in many places. Jesus talks about it in Matthew 24 again. We, we go to that Scripture 15 uh, through, I think, 21 is where he talks about uh, when you see that abomination of desolation, which is that event I just read in Second Thessalonians, that uh, that will start the Great Tribulation. 
In Daniel 11, 31 and 36, it gives us the same account. So we have many different accounts about this man and how he's going to be revealed to us. He's also going to be a very strong military and political leader because he's going to be fighting wars, and you can find that in Daniel 11 as well. Doug, we've got one more call that we should probably get get to. Let's do it. Joe from New York. You've got about 90 seconds, but welcome to End of the Age. You guys look magnificent beyond words. <laughs> That's I what we you. needed. Rest of Thank wrap you, up Joe. Today. You're, you're great. You're great. Listen, we got to very quickly focus in. I tell people all the time, a very, very clear thing for even the newest believer is Matthew 24. There's no better chapter. I tell people when you read it 150, 200 times and you start understanding it, then everything else can be understood better. That's a key thing, mm-hmm. Matthew 24. But I want to point out one thing I keep coming across, like earlier today. I met a young Christian woman who said that she believes there's more than one. She's telling me she's a Christian, but she believes that there's more than one way to heaven mm-hmm. than Jesus. This is a Christian. These are the people that, Matt, that the Lord said will be deceived. Yes. Many will fall away, and we see it happen. we got to keep warning people. we got to keep on... Pe- we got to keep staying, staying to the truth, the Word of God, and loving people and telling them the truth over and over and over because there's so many people who are deceived right now, and mm-hmm. we know who the father of deception is. That's Satan. He'll yes, use sir. anything and everything. But there are churches. There are churches that are teaching there's more than one way than Jesus. I mean, that's blasphemy to me. But it's against the Word of God. It's against clearly what the Lord said. But there are people who say they are Christians, and I just want to just let people hear that. No, there's no. It's not a multiple choice thing here, guys. Joe, I've got to cut you off. Thank you so you much guys. for your call. Love we you love too, you. Joe. Always appreciate you giving us a call. Don't forget to go to endtime.com/opw to join us for online prophecy weekend, election day weekend. Y'all pray for Vince. Yes, please. See you tomorrow. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.